five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Diary of a Kidney Warrior. Sharing faith, knowledge, hope, and love. Hi, and welcome to Diary of a Kidney Warrior podcast. My name is Dee Moore, and I am a stage four kidney warrior. This podcast is dedicated to encourage, educate, and inspire as we explore all aspects of kidney disease, chronic illnesses, and health. If you have any questions or ideas for future topics you would like me to cover, please do get in touch with me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter using the handle Diary of a Kidney Warrior. Today's episode is the second part of a three-part series where we are taking an in-depth look at kidney disease with lead chronic kidney disease nurse, Patsy Moye. In part one, we looked at what kidney disease is and what causes it. And today, in part two, we are looking at how kidney disease is diagnosed and the signs and symptoms of kidney disease. Hi and welcome to Diary of a Kidney Warrior, the podcast. Welcome back for part two. How are you doing today, Pat? I'm very well, thank you. And yourself? I'm good. I'm very excited to continue with our talks, taking us um, through the journey of, you know, part one, we talked about what kidney disease is and what causes kidney disease. And now today for part two, we're looking at mm-hmm. how they diagnose people with kidney disease and what the signs and symptoms are. So I'm looking forward to learning more. So over to you. Thank you very much. And thank you again for inviting me to share with you uh, the, bit I, the little bit I know about kidney disease. So what I'm talking about today is how we diagnose kidney disease. And I want to remind everybody that uh, kidney disease, um, kidneys don't shout that I'm unwell. I want to remind you that you have to look for um, signs that the kidney is not right. And um, one of the big signs which we encourage all the diabetics um, to do is to have their urine tested um, for protein loss. Uh, because sh- when the, the kidneys show that they're squeezing out protein, it's because they are under stress. Um, so we tend to say for all the diabetics, you need to, during your yearly checks, you need to have your, your, your urine tested as well. Uh, because if we don't control the urine, um, uh, the protein loss, you end up with um, leaky kidneys, which can actually... Um, at the end of the day, damage the kidney as well. And leaking kidneys is also associated with a very high cardiovascular risk. So preventing the protein loss or monitoring the protein loss will ensure that when the treatments are given, as like Ramipril, like Lysinopril, you know, the Pro tablets. We also put people on either ibesartan. The diabetics tend to go onto this type type of uh, medicines. Olosartan, candesartan, the ones that end up with the sartan. They actually reduce the pressures inside the kidney. That will reduce the protein loss. There are newer tablets as well which have come in to treat diabetes. They are called SGLT2s. The, an example of those. They end up with gliflozin. Um, 
they are dapagliflozin, canagliflozin. Not only do they treat the diabetes, they actually treat by the, uh, the diabetes by getting rid of your excess um, glucose in the urine. They also reduce the pressures in the kidney and prevent damage um, to the kidneys. So one of the way we diagnose kidney disease is when you are losing too much protein. Now you are only allowed to lose uh, very little protein through activity, through what we eat and everything else. And it, uh, the level should just be 2.3 to 3.5. Once it starts moving on, we worry about your kidneys uh, damaging. So that's why we tend to say, ask people to check for protein. The other thing that we actually also uh, uh, monitor is in diabetics, is actually the, glu- the, the, the HbA1c, the level of the glucose, the glucose control. We want it to be Normally, um, the, the diabetic pe- people say between 48 and 58, the HbA1c. But people, when people have advanced diabetes, uh, advanced kidney disease, sorry, we tend to allow you to go out to the 60s, but we don't allow you to go up to further, mostly because it is much, much harder for people to know when they're going hypo if they've got kidney disease, which is advanced. But it's actually about uh, um, controlling your diabetes levels your HbA1c levels, controlling the protein, and also actually having the disease that caused that kidney disease, if you know about it, um, controlled and monitored so that you don't actually uh, damage your kidneys. So controlling uh, your HbA1c is one, and controlling your protein levels, loss in the urine is another one. Controlling pressure is another one or if you're fine, your blood pressure should be 140 over 80. Now, um, and if you're on treatments, that's what you should aim for. If you go to a GP and it's 150 and it's 150 again, and a lot of that time, having that um, a high blood pressure will gradually damage your kidney until you start having kidney problems. Um, the other thing that we have to uh, make sure as well is if somebody was losing protein already and they've got um, diabetes, their their blood pressure level, what we aim for, the target should be around 130, below 130, the top number over 80. And that is what was actually what was researched to not damage the kidney over, over, over a, a long period. So that is very important for people to know their targets. So when you are, when you go to your um, doctors, know your targets. What, how, what, what, what are, are uh, uh, is the treatment plan? Am I going to have? Do I need to control my 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 uh, protein loss? Do I need to control by my blood pressure? Um, is my HbA1c, which is your glucose levels, are they normal? Uh, and just make sure that the the treatment, the cause of whatever caused your kidney disease, is controlled, so that you don't continually damage your kidney. Now, um, the other um, um, uh, problem that you can have, uh, the other um, way we, 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 we know that somebody has got kidney disease, if somebody has just come in, they've had a blood test and their glomerular filtration rate, which is how much your kidney is functioning, how well your kidney is functioning, if it's below 60 and you are, you are below 60 years old. If it's like that, we have to find out why. 
if you are not six years old. Because sometimes it's because you're high, you've got high blood pressure. Sometimes it's you've got to something else underneath a condition. Except, for example, you know, the autoimmune conditions, when your own immune system starts attacking you, you tend to lose a lot of protein in the urine. You may lose blood as well in the urine. And that is to be diagnosed. That's when we do biopsies, if you are losing a lot of protein. Um, so that we see, it, they, they actually, the doctors look under the microscope. They see what it is, and they can treat it then properly. That's the, that is when somebody goes for a, 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 a biopsy. If you are just losing a lot of protein for no particular reason, some people feel very unwell with it. Others, they are sort of on and off being unwell. Um, even when diabetics are also, they have their diabetes controlled, but they are losing a lot of protein then we have to look for other other reasons behind it. So I know that sometimes with our GPs, if they see somebody with diabetes and they they um, are losing a lot of protein, they put them on Ramapril or they put them on Ibisartan and they just leave them. And, and it goes up and up and up. But because they are on an ACE inhibitor, on a tablet that should be lowering their, their protein, they don't actually think mm, it could be something else. So we tend to say for a lot of patients who have got their protein loss, which is uh, called the ACR, the albumin creatinine ratio, if it's about above 100 and it's actually going up, we need to find out what is there behind there. Because sometimes we have to do um, uh, some other tests. For example, we have to do the immunology test. That's how we find out whether there's an autoimmune problems. Uh, then we treat them. We send them to the clinic where they treat that. And you find the patients don't get as unwell. People who lose protein in their urine tend to proceed very quickly to needing dialysis. And if we actually find out those people earlier enough and we put them on the right medication and we send them to the right clinics, then we prevent them from just actually dropping onto going to, to dialysis really. So uh, we, 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 we check, uh, we, we diagnose uh, um, kidney disease by taking the blood pressure. We also, um, when when we check the protein list, we may actually send patients for biopsies, and we know what exactly the underlying cause of the kidney disease. And we also send people for scans. Sometimes where there's blockages of um, of uh, flow of the urine, either before the kidney or after the kidney or in the kidney, we can pick it up on scans. And normally, if there are blockages, it's not it's not the kidney people who do it. It's not the nephrologist who does it. We have to refer that person to the urologist, and they are sorted out. And sometimes people don't lose any protein at all, but their kidney function just drops, 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 for no particular reason, and they feel unwell in themselves. And in some people, in in adults uh, who who feel like that, sometimes we do the other tests like checking on other people about myeloma. We've discussed a lot, we've discovered a lot of myeloma through that and things like that. So we need to find out. Some people with the history, like for example, ladies, they have recurrent infections, and they, uh, those infections over time, um, they they damage the kidney. So the history as well. If we sit down with someone and talk to them at length, we can actually suspect that and then we send them for a scan there's a lot of skin in this in the in the kidney and then we we know where they are and we put them on medication to try and uh stabilize the the, the kidney damage nowadays we even got a a, a, a a calculation that we have it's called a tangry uh chronic kidney disease um uh failure risk 
um, or kidney failure risk, where you can actually work out using the patient's um, um, blood results and urine um, ACR, you can actually work out how quickly they can quickly progress to to needing dialysis. So we, we that we use that to decide whether that patient can be looked after their GP if it's not there's not a, a high risk. If it's a medium risk, they can just be managed in the community by a team like my team, which is actually a kidney team, which is based in the community. Uh, or if it, the, the, the 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 risk is high, then they have to go to secondary care. So it, we make sure that that patient is managed by the right team at the right time. Uh, it's a very recent. Um, way of uh, finding out damage and i must say is that actually um um what we do is when we look at the kidney results we don't actually just look at what happened this time we go back sometimes on the first day we go back 10 years we look at how well the kidney was doing what has happened and sometimes what you find is um times of hospitalizations that person uh kidney comes kidney uh, uh, um, function comes down and when you look at it i sometimes say what happened in this year when you sort of there's a dip in the kidney function and they say oh i think that's when i had the chest infection and i was admitted somewhere and then then and you find while they were there they were not hydrated properly if you are poorly hydrated that will cause you kidney disease uh that causes acute kidney injury and acute kidney injury can progress to be a chronic uh, condition and by chronic condition when we call, we say chronic kidney three months more than 90 days okay um so that's what that's what we do that's how we actually diagnose kidney disease sometimes you find somebody's pee people with prostate uh, large prostate sometimes do that they, they they just stop peeing and you have to find out why you have to see catheter and they, they, they start paying. So all those things um, show that there is a problem somewhere there. You need to find out. And like I said, the kidney always shows when you, the person is very, very, very unwell. And actually when the, the kidney itself is very, very damaged, it's more than 50% damaged. Um, so we need to look for it and we need to manage it so that people don't go on dialysis unnecessarily. So that's the the, the, the quick way we, we, we diagnose kidney disease. Um, like I was talking about uh, GFRs, like uh, um, how you, how well the kidney functions all, uh, every day. Normally, if somebody's kidneys are working properly and that person is below 60 years old, it should be working between 90 and um, it should be filtered about between 90 mils and 120 mils a minute. So if it's lower, then we need to find out why. Is that person dehydrated? Is that person hypertensive? Is that diabetic and they're not controlled and it's damaging their kidneys? Have they got an underlying condition which is causing things? What is happening with that patient? So, so doing blood pressures, doing weights as well. Um, taking the patient's history um, and also then sending them for investigations, depending on what you find, is, is actually how we diagnose um, kidney disease. I'm going to talk about the signs and the symptoms of the kidney um, of kidney failure. Um, and before I do that, I need to speak about the um, what the 
leaders, again, just to um, update you on that, because a lot of what uh, the signs and symptoms are really uh, because the kidney is not doing something it should be doing. Um, so the very first one is uh, the kidney controls your blood pressure. Um, so when your blood pressure is not controlled, you have headaches. Um, and these um, headaches um, are caused by the pressures, like in your head, of um, a, 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 the, your, your arteries and your veins, which are actually at high pressure. Um, and also, actually, um, if your kidney is not getting rid of uh, enough waste in your body, you feel very tired and you feel just lethargic and actually very exhausted. And um, um, you can also uh, accumulate fluid. Your kidney is responsible for getting rid of excess water from your body. Your kidney knows your quarter, each one of us. Um, and if uh, it's not working properly, it does not always remember. Sometimes it overdoes it and you become dehydrated or sometimes underdoes it, uh, which is one of the very big um, problems. I mean, really drowning in your flu- you know, in, in your own fluid because it all comes around your chest, it comes around your heart, it goes around your ankles, and it just goes into pockets that, that it, uh, the water shouldn't, and you become very, very unwell. And it also increases your blood pressure, which is not a nice thing, and puts a lot of strain on your heart, um, which can also um, um, uh, be a problem later on in life. Your kidney is also responsible for the health of your bones. Uh, your kidney, um, it, it processes the, the, the vitamin D that we take into our bodies, either from food or from the sun, um, and it actually does the last processing of it. And um, when you don't have, when you do not have um, a, a calcium in your body, or when you don't have enough vitamin D in your body, you fail to absorb calcium. Into your, into your bloodstream so that you put it in your bones and your bones are healthy. Um, this is why then, <clears throat> if you don't have calcium, your body is made such that it scrounges everywhere. It leaches all the calcium from your bones and puts it back in the bloodstream and your bones be, uh, start hurting and you can hurt in your, in your big joints uh, and you also can uh, also hurt in the length of your bone. Uh, and it's because your bones are getting weaker and they're getting brittle and they can break easily. So we check that most of the time and we are supplemented if there's any problems. If anyone is on alpha calcidol, that is vitamin D. Um, your kidney, by getting rid of all this excess water, getting all rid of all the excess waste uh, and then trying to make sure that there's harmony in the body, it maintains a normal pH, which will make you feel fine. When we do deep sticks, when we do deep sticks, when you come to your, our clinics, we also check for the pH because if your pH is very low, um, you need to, to, to go to intensive care really to go and be looked after. It's not a good thing. Um, the kidney also maintains a normal hemoglobin. Um, the, when blood comes to the kidney to be cleaned, the kidney looks for the quality. Has it got enough um, uh, blood um, uh, oxygen? Has it got enough uh, salt is it good to, if it feels like there's nothing which is wrong which is wrong it won't allow you to go out into the urine um, so for for hemoglobin what the body, what the kidney does is it checks on whether there's enough oxygen being carried onto the on on the red cells that come through if there's not enough it produces a hormone the EPO that will go to your bone marrow and encourage the the, bone, the, uh, the cells to become red so that you can carry enough oxygen so that you've got energy and you can run for the bus if you need to. 
So what then happens is if God no, if you have the kidney is not working properly and you don't have enough hemoglobin in your in your in your you're anemic, we we then start you on EPO or we give you iron or we give you folic acid because actually when you look at the way the kidney works, when you are sort of they, they, it's making a red cell for you, it's almost like making a Victorian sandwich. It's got it's got ingredients it needs for it to make a normal blood cell. Um, so vitamin B12 is one, folic acid is one, uh, iron is another, and having enough um, uh, albumin is another thing. So if you are lacking one of those, we actually give it to you uh, so that actually you've got enough to make your red cell. And then if we have made sure that all the other things are, are, are there in your body, that the, 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 the body needs to make a red cell, and you are still anemic, that's when we give you the epidemic. Uh, so that at least you can encourage your, your, your cells to become red. Um, this is why we take so much blood off you when you come around to, to see us. Um, so a lot of these signs and symptoms, except for high blood pressure, they don't show at all earlier on in life when we got kidney disease. It's a silent condition. This is why you need to look for it. If you've got a lot of fluid, which sometimes happens much later on, you swell. You swell everywhere. You swell your ankles. You swell your, your the back of your bo- the small of your belt, bottom here around your eyes when you wake up, uh, and you you, you actually have um, sometimes you can, you become breathless because you have got the, the the fluid around your lungs. You can have the fluid around your heart as well, and it makes you very very unwell. That's why we put you on furosemide. Then sometimes you will be on bendrofluoride, which is like a, a, another a weaker. Um, uh, water tablet, but we change it to a stronger one. Fusamide is a, a stronger one. So a lot of the medication that we are put on are trying to mimic what the kidney used to do. Now, because it, we can never do it as as the as the kidney does, we tend to chop and change it all the time. And we, when you come back to clinic, we ask you, what are you on? And a lot of people actually we are annoyed. I told you last time, but no, 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 no. We need to keep the right... Um, dosage of your medication and we prefer that you bring it other than oh I, I, I'm on first amount um, I'm on amlodipine and you don't say how much we won't know because we need to know exactly in case somebody did your blood pressure while you're away from clinic and they change it we need to know so that we don't repeat what they did and sort of waste your time or uh, we don't actually uh, overdose you by increasing something which has been increased already. or uh, and, and It needs to be monitored first to make sure it's working before you actually increase it again. So we need to know all that. So bring your tablet list or bring your tablet uh, tablets in a, in a bag and uh, we'll be able to actually um, decide what to give you as well. And apart from that, we also need to just find out whether you know your tablets really. Um, if you don't, then in, in my clinic, we tend to teach you that uh, this tablet is for this and this one is for that. And this, is, and we, we always link it to what your kidney does. Um, and if you are not getting on with that particular tablet, we always give you the best one. And if it's not working for you, we give you the second best one. So please do say if if, if um, you find that um, your, your your tablets are not working with you because they are controlling your signs and symptoms. They are con- controlling your symptoms. And not only that, there are also uh, some to reduce your, 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 your risk of having cardiovascular disease, having a heart affected. For example, you know, the statins, the ACE inhibitors as well, um, the, the, the bones, because what happens is 
um, the alpha calcidurin things. If, if we don't treat you, you end up with a lot of calcium in your bloodstream and it actually um, gets um, deposited in your blood vessels and they become rigid. And the, the, when your heart is trying to push blood through your blood vessels, it, it, it won't relax and, and allow the blood to go through. It will allow, it actually causes it to come back and that causes uh, heart disease. Uh, the same as anemia. Anemia, if you, you, you are very anemic, um, your, 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 your heart thinks that I need, I'm not sending enough blood down to the big toe and back. And it actually, you have palpitations and that will actually damage your heart with time. So we want to prevent that. High blood pressure does the same thing. It makes your, your, your blood uh, vessels also very rigid and allows blood to come back as well when it's pushed out of the heart. Um, and that will actually cause the heart disease at the end. So what we are trying to do, we're trying to uh, treat the symptoms, but we are also trying to guard you from developing heart disease. So, earlier, earlier in, in CKD, in chronic kidney disease, there are no symptoms. Kidney disease is a silent killer. Later on, that's when you start swelling. That's when you start having headaches. That's when you start having bone pains and bone disease. And that's when you become very breathless, either because you've got so much fluid which is around your, your, your lungs and your heart, or it's because you're anemic. You don't have enough oxygen going around because you're anemic, because your body hasn't got enough uh, uh, red cells to carry your oxygen around and, and make you feel healthy. Um, or you become very breathless sometimes, like you're having a panic, panic attack because you've got a, P, a pH which is very low. That is actually a, a medical emergency. You need to uh, be seen in intensive care if that is happening. Um, and um, you just need to be checked on also whatever is causing your kidneys to fail, that also you don't have symptoms from that, so that is actually managed. Because everybody, I always say to people, when you go into your clinic room, don't look at people and say, oh my God, I'll be there like that next time or whatever. Because what brings people there is all very, very different. And your picture will be consistent with what causes it, how you are actually controlling things, and how you're getting on. So I always say, try to get on. Because if you ignore it, it is silent stage. Uh, it will quickly drop to, um, to, to, to a later stage where you actually struggle with kidney disease with all the symptoms and you won't be well. And sometimes, actually, we then, then start deciding on whether to put somebody on dialysis, either because they've got too much fluid on or either because they are just feeling so unwell with so much waste because everything else has been damaged and no, no treatment has been taken. So do take your medication because we try to actually control your symptoms. We are trying to mimic what the kidney has been uh, was supposed to do and it's not doing it at all. Okay, so there, there's a lot there that people might be having these symptoms but not realize that it's to do with their kidneys um for example um if you have a headache you wouldn't necessarily think oh my kidneys are in trouble you think i've got a headache and you know i'm going to take paracetamol or you know whatever um painkiller that you normally take um and tiredness as well you wouldn't necessarily think that that is to do with kidney disease so it's it's very very um important that people realize that you know things like that are actually an indication that your kidneys are in trouble um yes. in terms of the 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 symptoms that i experience i experienced those 
I had mm-hmm. headaches. Um, I was extremely exhausted. So looking back, I, I can see that those signs were there for me. But it wasn't mm-hmm. until I went along to a and and got myself checked out that mm-hmm. I found out, you know, going into hospital and and everything that happened, that it was actually an indication of um, that my kidneys were in trouble. So I think it's, you know, so important that, that people um, know this so that they can get themselves checked out and get the the right help. Because mm-hmm. as I keep saying, prevention is better than cure. If you can catch it early on, you can stop it from going down um, a more, you know, devastating road. So thank you so much for um, sharing that because I really think it will help a lot of people. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's just to remember like I always say, kidneys don't shout. It's true. Um, sometimes some of the symptoms you just think, mm. but if anything is persistent, don't ignore it. Go and have it checked. It could be something else. And a lot of a lot of conditions, are, if they are discovered earlier, tend to have better outcomes. So if it's not kidneys, it's whatever it is, it will be picked up. If there's nothing, way hey, we are fine. You can celebrate. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's anything persistent, go and have it checked out. It's like I was sort of saying with current in, in, infections. People have infections after infection. After, and in the end, sometimes don't, if they don't even go to their GP. They, they, they take, uh, they drink some water for a couple of days and it sort of sub, subsides and then it starts again and it becomes a lifestyle, uh, which is not a good thing. If something is persistent, Go and have it checked out because it, it needs to check, be checked out. Make sure that actually you are made safe. I think um, chronic kidney disease at its end stage, it takes away your choices because you can't go somewhere without having to do this. You can't go somewhere without having. So if you want to maintain a good quality lifestyle um, and to ensure that you you keep yourself free of dialysis, we just need to be checked and make sure that. Um, everybody is aware, actually, that each time you have a blood test at the doctors, they report on your kidney function. If they have, if they are doing a blood test for urea and electrolytes, you know the most common and commonest um, blood test that the GP does, they always report on your kidney function. So you can always find out when you go there how are my kidneys doing? Why if there's not something is not right? Or oh, I thought it should be this. Why is it like that? I'm only 45. Why is it 59? You see what I mean? Why is it 45? And find out. I remember I went to see a lady the other day who has had, um, she was four, around the 40s, late 40s, but her GFR was, it was, was like 42. So this lady was trying for a baby, had gone everywhere, had been referred everywhere under the sun, but not to the nephrologist, not to the kidney doctor. So I said, no, what's happening there? There's, there's something. And we will, go to, we, we will look after the, the lady now. And she's got kidney disease, it is, which is actually runs in the family. So you can imagine she got diagnosed and she has to go tell the family, the whole family. And their husband wants a baby. And I also say if it was discovered earlier on when she was 75, who knows? She could have had a baby. and You know, you know what I mean? So there's knock-on effects of exactly. late diagnosis. So For yes. everyone, yes, yes. Because mm-hmm. sometimes the way they pick up a, a, a familial, like a, a genetic thing, 
they, they can refer the family and they are sorted out before anyone else can go through, through the same path. So it's, it's very important just not to ignore symptoms. Whatever your body is doing, when it, which it shouldn't be doing, we just need to, to report it so that at least somebody does something about it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing this knowledge with uh, with me and with the listeners. And I look forward to our next um, our next interview together, um, part yes. three, where we're going to look at the different treatments for chronic kidney disease. Okay. So thank you so much again for sharing You're- with us. I've learned so much today about the signs and symptoms and the message that we can take away from this is do not ignore what your body is telling you. If your body is telling you something is not right, get yourself checked out. The earlier it is detected, the more that can be done. Absolutely. Absolutely. You couldn't have done it and summarized it better than yeah, that that is really for everyone, not just people with kidney disease or suspect kidney disease, for every single person. If your body is saying this is not right, go and have it checked out. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Diary of a Kidney Warrior podcast. And don't forget that you can contact me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter using the handle diary of a kidney warrior please do subscribe to the podcast and please do tell a friend new episodes of this podcast are uploaded every other monday until next time take care and choose to live diary of a kidney warrior sharing faith knowledge hope and love